When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rick Green is a former Texas state representative, a national speaker, an author, radio host, and America's constitution coach. He and his family travel the nation speaking on America's forgotten history and heroes with an emphasis on our moral, religious, and constitutional heritage. Rick co-hosts the national daily radio program, Wall Builders Live with David Barton. Rick, thanks so much for joining me on Takeaways. Hey, Kirk, great to be with you, man. Rick, uh, it's too bad you don't have any patriotic symbolism there uh, behind you in your office. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Just, just a little bit of red, white, and blue around here. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I love it. Rick, uh, it's becoming more and more popular for people to be reading the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence uh, in light of the things that are happening culturally, politically, in the news. People are concerned and getting back to original founding principles. Uh, do you think that, that this is an overreaction or is this a good idea? It's healthy. It's really healthy. And, and in fact, it's, um, you know, in a small way, if you, you go back 20 years to 9-11, we were attacked. And as a response to that, when we went through tough times, there was kind of a renewed patriotism in America. That's, that's a good thing. Didn't last long because it wasn't an informed patriotism. I think what's happening now with all the negative of the last couple of years, now people are hungry for an informed patriotism. So now they not only are saying, I, I, I love America and I love freedom. They're actually asking, how do you do this well? How do I become a good citizen instead of just sitting on the sidelines? So I'm actually excited about it. I, I think there's some really good things happening in the country right now. Rick, the Constitution has been heralded as one of the greatest documents ever produced, political documents ever produced. Now, we know that it's not on the same level as the Word of God, but these biblicists who understood God's principles gave us something pretty phenomenal. Uh, Help us understand what's so great about the Constitution. Yeah, you know, they were they were taking ideas that um, had been kind of sprinkled throughout history, but never combined in the way that they did in the Constitution. And when you combine the Declaration and the Constitution together, as we should, you know, there were founders that talked about the Declaration being essentially the slab upon which the home of the Constitution was built. In other words, it's the philosophical foundation uh. upon which then the rule book or the, the you know, the way we play citizenship in America, the game of citizenship, if, if you will. But then the Constitution itself, this separation of powers, this ability to have these checks and balances, to empower not just one person, but this multitude of people in the government and split that up and have all of those things the way that they arranged it was just absolutely brilliant. And, and the results speak for its themselves. I mean, we're the longest living constitutional republic in history. We're the uh, most powerful, most free, wealthiest nation in history. Very important. We're the most benevolent nation in history. So something about that secret sauce that they put into those documents worked incredibly well. Some people would say that our founders were, were atheists, were agnostics, were deists. The people that actually signed the Constitution were trying to get God out of government. Uh, but how does the Declaration of Independence blow away and debunk those myths? 
Yeah, you know, if you think about our constitutional republic and how that that system works, and even the Constitution itself, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that government is giving anything to the people. It's the exact opposite. The Constitution holds up this idea that, for instance, even the Bill of Rights, let's just take the Bill of Rights, freedom, freedom of speech, the things that people think of as their rights. All of those things, the Constitution is saying, God gave you those, those things, you have those things, and government's job is to protect those things. Well, that goes back to the Declaration, where they lay out in the Declaration what they call the laws of nature and nature's God. And they say, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. So they're basically saying from the beginning, our freedom is not given to each other. We don't just come up with this. God gave us this freedom. And now then they go on to say that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So what they're saying in the declaration is God gave us freedom and rights. And then we create government. We design government for one purpose, to protect the rights that God gave us. That's different from any government in the history of the world up to that time. Every time before that, except for Israel, every time before that, government was created because God gave the power to government and then government decided what the people got. So they really turned everything on its head. But if you skip the declaration, you miss that. And it's hard to really understand how the Constitution works, um, you know, in, in the design that they gave us. Man, I love this. I, I, we're, we're, going to, we're going to school right now, and we are learning from the Constitution coach, you guys, uh, Rick Green. Uh, listen, we, we've got the Bill of Rights. Now, you just kind of use the Bill of Rights and the Constitution sort of interchangeably. Um, the Bill of Rights are the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Is that right? And so that's, that's right. where we get exactly. this idea of freedom of speech, uh, freedom of religion, uh, freedom of the press. Now, Rick... Did God give us the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to, to the right to bear arms, or did the Constitution give us those freedoms? Such an important question, man, especially with the debates today where people want to take away those rights based on what type of speech you have. So they want to label your speech hate speech or whatever other label they come up with right. and, and then have government decide whether or not you get uh, that right to speech. And so if if the Constitution gave you the freedom of speech, then the Constitution can take it away, or if you will, the government can take it away. It's very important to understand what you just said, which is God gave us these freedoms, and then government, through the Constitution, guarantees to protect those freedoms. And that applies, Kirk, to freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, our due process rights, the, the, the ability to make sure that we're innocent until proven guilty and that we have the right to confront accusers and call witnesses. I mean, all of those things in the Bill of Rights, these are innate rights that God gave to us. And our founding father said, government, your job is to protect those things. You're not the source of those things. You're the protector of those things. Now, let me just let me just uh, push back a little bit and ask a question. Wait a minute. I, what, what's the verse yeah. that says that you can carry uh, a pistol? What's the verse that says that you yeah. can say things uh, against the government? I don't. I don't know a verse. Is what book is that in? Is that is that in the book of uh, Second Constitutions? Uh, I, I don't know where that is. <laughs> 
It's actually all over Exodus and Deuteronomy and the law that God gave us, the ability to defend your home, the ability to make sure that you can protect against those things and that we would hold people accountable. And that if you did take someone's life because they broke into your home, robbing your home in the middle of the night, that you were innocent in that, and that you had the right to do that in order to defend your family. Or even when you think about uh, Elijah saying, hey, you other prophets, you can absolutely say whatever you think is the right thing and call down these supposed gods that you have, and then we'll see who's actually right in those things. So there's a lot of examples throughout both the Old and the New Testament of these concepts of freedom and liberty, but it was never codified in the way uh, that our founding fathers did until America was created. And I do want to add to what you said about the Bill of Rights, just so people understand the context there. The Constitution itself was given to us in 1787, ratified, and the, the new government created in 1789. And the first thing they did was add those 10 amendments because people back home were saying, all right, listen, we'll go for this new federal government, but only if you make sure that that federal government is limited and can't trample on these individual rights. So we want these individual rights put into the Constitution. And that's why those 10 amendments were put in immediately in 1789. And that's such a great idea that they did that because we're seeing today the federal government, uh, and, and, and I'm not a political guy, I'm not a constitutional expert like you are, but it seems to me that the federal government is not staying small and limited like you say the government is supposed to do to protect our rights, but they're actually moving out of that lane to seemingly take over some of our rights on how to educate our children or health care or, or whether or not we can have guns or what kinds of guns. Um, how, how is that possible when you have the Constitution, which limits the government, and you have the Bill of Rights, which specifically protects people's rights? How is it that the federal government can continue to just walk across over the top of those things. Well, let me first say generally, Kirk, that government is a blessing. It's a God-created institution, and it's a blessing when it stays in its lane. When it gets outside its lane, it becomes a curse because then it becomes abusive. Then it begins to take away those rights. And our founders were smart enough to say, man, we're going to spread this thing out at the federal level. We're going to spread it amongst this, these three branches of government. And then we're going to spread it between the federal, the state, and the local. And then even at each of those levels, we're going to spread it out even more because we don't want any one group or one person to have too much power. Um, the reason they're able to do what they're doing now, Kirk, is real simple. We don't live under the Constitution right now in America. We live under the Constitution. We have allowed the court to redefine the Constitution and amend the Constitution for 50 years in a way that the founders never envisioned that it would be done. And we haven't done it ourselves. If we, the people, wanted to grow the federal government and have all these new programs and new agencies, we could do that. We could amend the Constitution to add power to the federal government. But instead, we didn't do that, but the court did. And there's nothing in the Constitution that gave the court the power to expand the federal government, to micromanage all these things that you're talking about. And I think that's one reason, man, so many people are concerned about this leaked opinion from Samuel Alito, because he does it. It's not just a pro-life opinion that overturns Roe v. Wade. Sam Alito says in that opinion, the court has been out of its lane. The federal government has been out of its lane. And he actually starts to restore constitutional limitations on the federal government. That's a big, big deal. And it will reverse 50 years of leftism being able to inculcate the, the American people through the courts, not through the elected representatives of the people. Rick, some people might be saying, I'm not a constitution expert. Um, I, I can't even remember uh, hearing 
any friend of mine said that they've read the Constitution. I don't know, that, that, that sounds kind of weird. I'm gonna leave that up to the politicians. But you're saying, no, we need to understand the Constitution. We need to understand um, what America is built on or all of our freedoms and blessings will be taken away. How can people realistically become students of the Constitution and, and, and how will that help them? Yeah, you know, Kirk, if we're going to wave that flag behind me, and I got the Texas flag, of, of course, as well. But if we're going to wave our flag, we got to understand why that flag is worthy of, of being waved. We got to understand what it really stands for, what the American system is. And I don't know how to say this in a nice way, brother, but listen, if you're a citizen of the United States, you don't just have the rights that we talk about. You have a responsibility. This is a duty. Our nation needs us to be good citizens, and we can only be good citizens if we study citizenship, if we study what it means to be an American. Uh, there was a founding father by the name of Benjamin Rush. He, he was actually a signer of the Declaration of Independence, and, and he said patriotism was as important to the country as love of your family is to your family life. He said we actually have a moral and religious duty to be good patriots and to study how this thing works. It is a responsibility. And here's the good news. It doesn't have to be boring. I, I know for me, I hated this stuff in high school and college. I slept through those classes because they were just memorizing dates and names. I didn't care about it. It can be exciting and fun when you actually do history the way that God does history in the Bible. You do it through the stories of the people that lived it, and then you do it through your own eyes. You say, okay, what is my job as a citizen? Not just what is government's job. What is my job? That's what we do at Patriot Academy. We rekindle a love of country, a love of patriotism, a love of history, and we make studying the Constitution fun. We've got all kinds of great courses. We've even got this course with this crazy guy named Kirk Cameron called American oh. Campfire Revival. That's a really fun one to do with your friends and family, not only around the fire in the living room, wherever you get people together. So I recommend... Uh, falling in love with history, but don't do it alone. Actually get him involved in, in a community group. There's something about that fellowship when you study these things and start applying them in your own life and in your own community. Rick, you're such an inspiring American. Right after the break, we're gonna be back to talk about biblical citizenship. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back with Rick Green. Rick, uh, you talk a lot about this concept of biblical citizenship. What, what, what does that mean? Yeah, man, I think it's just saying, listen, if, I, if I'm a Christian, if I, if I say the Bible guides me in my life, which it should, right? That's our instruction manual that, that God gave us for everything in life. Then it applies to how I treat my wife and my kids, my business, everything. But it also applies to my citizenship. How do I do Caesar well? Jesus said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. And in our nation, we the people, we are Caesar. So I need a biblical perspective on that. How do I serve my neighbors and my country well? But then because it, we are in America and the Constitution is the law of the land here, then I need to know the Constitution as well in order to follow the Bible in my particular country. So that's why I combine them and say biblical citizenship. What does the Bible say? And what does my Constitution say? And then how do I do that well? That's right, because we really do have this idea of 
dual citizenship as believers yeah. in America. We're citizens of the kingdom of God, but we're also citizens of the United States. And I love that you're taking these ancient biblical principles, which actually uh, are principles that we find Moses used in the ancient Hebrew Republic, and those have been imported by our pilgrim forefathers and mothers and the founders in our documents, like the Declaration and the Constitution, and now we're citizens of the United States of America as well. And you're showing us how to actually do that through an organization that you founded called the Patriot Academy. Tell us a little bit more about Patriot Academy. Yeah, and, and that whole idea of, of learning biblical citizenship is something people are hungry for because too often we're not teaching it in the church. We don't we don't talk about that service to, to country and how to be a good citizen, how to treat our, our neighbors in that way, and we need to do that more. Um, and the Constitution has kind of been this you know um, subject out there that seemed too deep or too hard to study when in fact it's actually quite quite simple and it's actually fun to, to study. So we wanted to bring those together in a fun, entertaining way. And Patriot Academy is pretty big on making sure that everything we put out is entertaining and enjoyable when you go through it, not a class you're going to sleep in. So I do like to brag about the fact that these are the only constitution classes in the world in which you will not sleep. Uh, at least we try really hard to make sure that, that that's the case. And we do it through coaches. So it's not just me getting up and and teaching, even though I do a lot of the videos in Independence Hall where the Constitution was framed, we do this through people at the local level so that you as a, as a citizen can call your friends and family together, get together in the living room, throw some snacks together, watch the videos, but then talk about these things. And that's really been encouraging to people across the country. We've got over 13,000 Constitution coaches across the country now doing this. And it's paying off, man. People out of those classes are turning around and going, oh, you know what? Maybe I should run for school board. Hey, I'll make the signs for you. Hey, I'll donate. To and right out of those classes, they're running for school board, commissioner, state representative. And even some of those uh, folks out of those classes are now serving in Congress as members of Congress. So we're glad to see that happening. I think there's a really cool awakening happening across the country and people are, are hungry to study these things. Rick, what's the difference between good, healthy patriotism and uh, unhealthy nationalism? You know, where yeah. people sort of think that America is the kingdom of God. Uh, how do we fly the American flag and feel proud to be Americans without going overboard and turning into something that it shouldn't be? Oh, man, that's a great question because we can be, uh, you know, extreme in anything, right? We can become so focused on something, just like we can become so focused on our work or even in ministry, we end up worshiping the mission instead of the creator, just like he warned us about in, in Romans, not to worship the creation instead of the creator. I see the country the same way. Uh, we can fall into that trap where we think it's all about the nation or all about country, and we end up putting country before God. God has to come first. The country is a vehicle, it, it, and it's temporary, right? We, we know America's not going to last forever. Uh, I hope it's not gone in my lifetime or my children's lifetime, but we have to recognize that the biblical principles of liberty and citizenship and how we treat each other, that actually goes beyond America itself. I hope America lasts, but if it doesn't and somehow in our lifetime it's gone, we'll still be able to apply biblical principles in the same way that Daniel and others, when they were taken away from their home nation and taken into another nation, they still kept their biblical principles, their godly principles, their devotion to God. We have to think about it that way. I'm going to fight for my country. It's been a wonderful blessing to the entire world, and I hope that it lasts beyond me and beyond my children if we restore liberty in this country. Because, Kirk, guess what? America could become a force for evil if we're not careful. It depends on who is controlling that nation and controlling that vehicle. So God's got to always be first. 
and country is just another way that we serve God in the way that we serve our country. Wow, what a thought that, that, that America could become a force for evil in the world. I say, Lord, uh, let, let that never uh, be Amen. true. But the further we get away from the Bible and our founding principles, that absolutely uh, can be exactly what's happened. It's happened to many nations in the past and we're moving in that direction. But I've got great hope. I've got great hope because I know that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So just follow me here. I believe God had a purpose uh, for America. I believe that the biblical principles it was founded upon was designed for it to be uh, an expression of biblical and gospel truths to shine as a light to the rest of the world. Look what happens. Look at the freedom politically, economically, spiritually. Uh, when you follow God's, ble- uh, his, 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 his truths from heaven, it leads to blessing. And I see the storms that are coming at us today, everything from uh, pandemics and plagues, uh, pestilences, economic downturns. God's used all these things in the past to wake people up, to get his people back on mission. In fact, revivals have broken out during recessions and depressions and plagues and pandemics in the past, leading to great awakenings. And what I hope is that what we're experiencing today jolts us as the family of faith out of this slumber and that we wake up and speak up and get involved and start applying the Bible again to every aspect of the nation. And because of you and those who are uh, standing up at school boards and running for office and beginning to re-engage with their children, that's giving me hope that the family of faith is coming back. Yeah, in fact, I'd say not only hope, it is actually happening, right? We get to see some of that evidence already. I mean, there's so many people waking up. Look at all the places across the country where churches have awakened and gotten involved and literally elected the entire school board to turn around a a, a local school or pastors that have run for office and taken God's principle into that arena. I think what you just described is exactly what's happening. And I think it's like you said, it's part of God's plan. He's taking what the enemy meant for evil and he's turning it into good. And so much of it is up to us to then be his hands and feet, to actually live this thing out. I think we have every reason to be hopeful. I think there is an awakening and a revival happening across the country. You and I are a little bit spoiled, Kirk. We get to see that because we travel the nation and we see these crowds. A lot of the people that are watching, they may only hear bad news, right? So here's some good news, folks. Just know that you are not alone. There are millions of Americans that have awakened, that are involved, that still love God, that still love God's word, that still love the Constitution, that still love freedom, and they're working towards preserving that. You're not alone, and God's still doing great things in America. Rick, uh, how can young people who are interested in what you're saying get involved? What's something that they can do this, this week, this month, to actually learn about biblical citizenship? PatriotAcademy.com, come spend a a week or three days with us in one of our programs across the country. We get to be on the real house floor and in the real committee rooms, and we're teaching biblical worldview throughout that whole course. But you get to live the life of a legislator. You get lots of great leadership skills. You don't have to want to go into politics. Our graduates go into every area of the culture, whether it's the arts or science or whatever it might be. Uh, But it's a really great time to sharpen countenance with some other young people across the nation and get some good mentorship from godly leaders in every area of the culture. So check that out at PatriotAcademy.com. And if you can't go to one of the physical academies, you can still do a lot of the courses online and begin to learn. But I would say to any young person out there, become a student of freedom. 
Start to love learning. Start reading. Go read Animal Farm. Go read 1984. Go read these things and start saying, hmm, it's my job. I already at 15, 16, 18 years old need to start taking on the responsibility of being a good citizen. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.